Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They might talk about human music film, books, football, and box sets. Exercise and maybe even food Trivia and sport Politics and health Sometimes well-being too On the life with Brian On the life with Brian Hello and welcome to Life with Brian uh, Mark here, uh, and with me I've got the main man, Chucky. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. As always, Matthew Christ is here as well. Um, sorry we don't have a, na- a nickname for you yet, Matthew, but how's it going? It's very well. I mean, Brian has got a couple of nicknames for me, but um, it's just whether he decides to yeah, uh, reveal them to our public. But for, for now, I think we'll keep them as a secret, don't you? I'm just talking about nicknames, as, as we've mentioned beforehand. Viv has uh, always had a unique nickname for me. Uh, he's the only one that's ever calls me. What do you call me, Vivian? <laughs> I call you loads of things. Tis I, Tis I, Tis I, Leclerc. And I lost this. money. I lost money with him on that bet on what was going to be number one in the charts. Kirsty McCall, wasn't it? Kirsty McCall, was it? What was, the, what was the song? Fairy Tale New York. He came in one day and said, this is going to be number one. I went, shut up, will you? He said, I'm telling you, it's going to be number one. Fairy Tales in New York. And it got slowly higher and slowly higher. And we had a bet on it. I can't remember what the bet was. Wasn't much money. We didn't have much money in them days. And it got higher and it got higher. I went, no, it can't get to number one. It was a half-decent song, but I didn't think it'd get to number one. Yeah, he's lived on that for years. Did he pay you though? That's the thing. Hang on, hang on. No chance. <laughs> no chance. Um, the voice of Viv is our guest for this episode, and it's former Nottingham Forest, Arsenal, and of course Manchester United defender. Not to mention the man that joined Manchester United on the same day as Brian, uh, Viv Anderson. Viv, 
thanks very much for coming along. How have you been? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we came together. But alphabetically, I win. So I'm trying to say, who Listen, was Shaq's first side? I've always said that. I say, I've always I say me, because I'm me. <laughs> who, who was the first one to put pen to paper, though? That, that's the... Sure, I think it was fifth. I think it was fifth. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have a clue, honestly. I wouldn't have a clue. The 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 um one of the, the, the things about the um about that day that we, we got on really well from the very beginning, for some reason, you know, despite the fact that of Viv's uh the dislike of the Scots <laughs> uh and that we had uh, both had the same suit on. Do you remember? No. Yeah, listen, both had, I'm, had, listen. I don't remember what happened yesterday, not 20 years ago. <laughs> well, rest. I remember it. We both had the same suit from Slater's. Oh, it... I remember going to Slater's. Yes, it's all coming back to me now, Brian. Yeah, well we done. Both yes. had exactly the same suit, only in slightly different sizes. <laughs> Yours was an extra large, and mine was a very small one. <laughs> is, this in, is this in that famous promo shot of you and Fergie and uh, Viv? Being yeah. revealed. That's right. Because we didn't. And every picture you see, it's in black and white. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> I, we were trying to find you're a picture saying, of it. And it looks like it's from the 60s. <laughs> I know, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're not saying George Best and Bobby Charlton was next door. <laughs> Viv, everyone remembers you playing uh, and your outstanding playing career, but what are you up to these days? I have a company called Play On Pro, where Brian, I think, is an ambassador. We've got 560 ambassadors. Of all sports, we're talking about cricket, football, rugby, men and women. Um, what we're trying to do, when post-retirement, what do they do? There's only a certain amount of uh, managers' jobs, certain amount of coaches' jobs, uh, punditry jobs. What do the rest of them do? Over a 1,000 players will be will retire this year, and what do they do? So we have uh, a, a company called Play On Pro. We have an app for them, and we give them things like, you know, hotel rooms. We get a discount on suits. We get, don't talk about suits. We could get you a suit, McClare. Uh, all different things like that. Things they take for granted they used to do when they were playing. So, you know, they get uh, free this and free that. And it's a, it's a way of communicating with one another. And people, you lose contact. Somebody was in the office the other day, and I said, uh, he's just retired about a year ago. And I said, how many ex-players have you got on your phone? And he looked, and he said, four. So you go to a club, then you have a few bets, but you never contact again. With this, with the app, you can speak to people that you've not seen for 20 years. There's a lad called Steve Hodge, who played for England, who did that famous back pass where Maradona scored. But uh, he came on, and a lad called Kevin Gallon. They played together at QPR. They both came on the app. It's like yesterday. So uh, it's a way of keeping the camaraderie. Um, we try and get them work. That's the idea of, of the uh, play on pro. And get them work and, uh, and get them, uh, keep them involved in anything we're doing. Jockey's choice, jockey's choice, jockey's choice. Brian, should we crack on then? What's been on your mind since we last convened uh, for the last episode? Well, what's been on my mind or what I've seen is uh, lots of uh, different articles by someone that uh, we've just been talking about on the day that Viv and I uh, first met. Uh, 
that's uh, got the similar uh, middle name to Vivian, and that's mm-hmm. Alexander Ferguson, who has, uh, well, about to, uh, has released uh, um, uh, another, uh, well, it's a movie. It's not It's not just a documentary. It's more than a, a movie. has been lots of, lots of things written about him. He's been involved in lots of books and various other publications, but this... Uh, New movies come out that uh, has quite a um, well. It's, it's, it hits you right away with the way that it starts because it, it starts with the uh, the call to the emergency services on the the day that uh, he collapsed at home three years ago. So it's quite a powerful start to, to a film about his career and and having spent an awful lot of time with them. Um, there's a lot of stuff in it that uh, it, for me was incredibly interesting. I think it's the first time that I can recall, certainly on film, um, um, Kathy, Kathy saying anything at all, uh, Gaffer's wife, you know. Um, so the, the idea that it seems to be to keep it to, to a very, very small number of people and making comment and allow um, Alec Ferguson to. to dominate the film and what he has to say and what his thoughts are. Uh, I think they was intrigued to say that the, the scariest thing, and it might always be maybe it's the scariest thing for a lot of people, is that his memory, is, that was he was banging on about his memory, he was to be really upset, maybe devastated that if his memory had gone, um, that might have been potentially worse than, than death and that he couldn't remember. You know, I don't. They didn't particularly specify what sort of things he couldn't remember, or he was scared of not remembering. But uh, so it is certainly something for me that I've always been amazed and astounded with. You know, that one about um, five years ago I went to see him, and um, he was uh, giving me a row about something, and uh, it, it, part of the row just re- related the date the month and the year of my birth and I'm like that's just like pretty impressive the number of players that he's dealt with and probably the number of ones he's he's been interested in and he's never signed and all the all the players that he's studied as opponents that he could remember my birthday you know yeah I mean we, we it's worth saying we had a, a preview viewing of this uh this week and so me me myself yeah. and uh, uh Brian and uh Mark, so I'm not sure if you've seen it, Viv, but I mean, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic film. It, it shows his life growing up in Glasgow and, and as a young player, and, uh, and then obviously right up to to his time at United, culminating in the '99 European uh, Cup final. I don't know what your thoughts on it, Mark, but I mean, what the thing that struck me most was the sort of the behind the scenes footage that we that we were treated to, particularly at the end. The bit that I really liked was was that '99 final when it, it showed those famous last two or three minutes and. Um, it didn't show any of the action. It just purely focused on the bench and, and what was going on, the, the sort of mayhem, the, the chaos, the celebrations, then the the the, the, the re- tactical rejigging of the team for those last few minutes. I thought that really was powerful without actually showing anything other than just human reaction. That was that was the standout for me, was that was that footage and, and particularly the, the clip of him uh, in his office singing and uh, being full of, full of the joy it's of the spring. Sing. It's not singing. No, was it, was it wind? Mm. No, it's terrible. I mean, I can't I'm, sing. I know that it's terrible. <laughs> I've not seen it. I've seen the trailer where he's talking about uh, one of the directors pulls him see if he's marrying a Catholic or Protestant, and he, t- he said, "I'm getting married in a 
in the register office and he said, that's fine. So I thought that was a bit strong as well. So I'd be interested to see that. There's a, there's a bit in there where he's talking about um, a sliding doors moment, you know, with a, I don't know if you remember that film. Anyway, it's, it's a film about how things can change in your life. It depends on which path you choose and how life can change so dramatically and differently. Right. Now, for him, there was a moment in 1963 where um, he was, there's a couple of things happened. He was pissed off with football. He thought it was going nowhere. And he'd taken out papers to emigrate to Canada. Now, that would have had a huge difference to all our lives, of course. And also that um, he was going to be playing a a game for St Johnston on the Saturday. And he admitted he'd kind of gone off the rails a little bit and he'd been going out. And he was was going to go out. He was heading out on the Friday. And he got his uh, brother's girlfriend to uh, pretend that it that uh, she was his mother and phoned the manager and tell him that he was poorly. The manager of St. Johnson, he was poorly, couldn't play in the game. And uh, when he got back home, there was the manager had sent a telegram to his mother saying, I know that wasn't you on the phone. Tell that little bastard to phone me right away. He might not use that language. He wouldn't use that language telegram, but that was the essence of it. And he went along <clears throat> the telephone box and he uh, used that put a tissue over his mouth and coughed and sneezed and all that, pretending he was poorly. And he said to him, uh, you better be at the Buchanan Street Hotel tomorrow or else you're... Uh... And he went to the Buchanan Street Hotel in Glasgow where he was told he was going to be playing for the first team uh, uh, at Ibrox versus Rangers. So he goes along, makes his debut at Ibrox and he, the score is uh, Rangers 2, St Johnston 3, Ferguson hat-trick. Oh, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Talking of uh, fierce and managers, as, uh, as Fergie is one of, certainly, um, before you joined United, you played under a couple, uh, Clough, Mr. Clough, Brian Clough, of course, and George Graham at Arsenal. I mean, was that something that stood you in good stead for the years under Mr. Ferguson? Uh, yeah, they were very, very similar, I must admit. Uh, they took no nonsense. Uh, they played football in the right way. Uh, and uh, you you respected them. He, he, and Brian would back me up there. If Sir Alex said, go through that wall, you would go through that wall, you know, and and uh, Brian Clough was exactly the same. Uh, I always remember a quote from Larry Lloyd and Kenny Burns. Kenny Burns always used to get the thumbs up from from um, from Cluffy like that. And Larry Lloyd always wanted him to go like that to him. Just once. Not, not all the time, just once to show that you've done well for me today, son. And he never ever got it. You know? So he always kept him on his toes. And he kept everybody on his toes. So he was a really good manager. But everybody tries to compare them. And I go, it's very difficult. You know, Sir Alex has won all the things he's won. And, you know, but I, I remember it started off at Forest and we used to go down the training ground and we used to get the cows off the training ground before we could train. You know, that's how primitive it was. And um, there were 19,000 average gay and they managed to win back to back European Cup. So, you know, it's a, it's a great feat he did. Uh, and he had a good set of players around him. But, uh, so Alex is just unbelievable, unbelievable. So 
Did its training methods differ from Clough at all? Uh, listen, for, Sir Alex hasn't got any training methods. You know, he got other people to do the training, and, and Brian Clough was exactly the same. Anytime the manager says, I'm taking the training session, everybody would go, no, 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 please not. It was that bad, you know. They earn the money, these boys we talked about, they earn the money from three o'clock to quarter to five or whenever whenever you play. That's when they earn the money, when they take people off, they cajole people, they put the armband people, they bollock people. That's when they earn their money. Was Archie Knox as ferocious as we're led to believe? Um, in the film, he jokes that uh, there wasn't a good cop, bad cop situation, just two bad cops. So uh, is it possible that the right-hand man is more ferocious when it comes to Fergie and Archie? No, I don't think, no, no. I tell you the first, I don't, you, don't, you play in that game. We played, we, I, we joined, whatever, when we joined, and we played Hartlepool in the, in the um, pre-season. Did you play in that game? Well, I can tell you the team. I think it was Chrissy, Chrissy Turner in goal, me right back, Paul McGrath and Kevin Moran, Arthur Oberston, Gordon Strachan, um, Brian, uh, Brian Robson, Norman Whiteside, I think Jesper played left wing. You were for with Sparky? This was Hartley pulls oh, away in the pre-season. Peter Davenport. Was it? Uh, whoever, whoever played. And at half-time, we were 5-0 down. And that's the first time we saw him go berserk. Teacups, everything thrown in your face, hot tea and everything. And they'd go round individually. Think you're a Manchester United player. Yeah, Manchester United player. And he's going down the line because you find no doubt against Hartlepools who have just come out of the conference. We're in the fourth division or whatever they were. And he, and he gets to Paul McGar and Paul McGar says, you go out there, Chuck. Paul McGar said, uh, you no need to point. I'm only here. And we all went, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because his veins were sticking out his neck and he was going around everybody telling you, and it goes to Paul, and Paul goes, what? And subsequently, Paul left <laughs> about six months later. But, but they were, yeah, they, they both love, the, love football and they love to play the game properly, as I, I want to say it. So seeing as you joined United on the same day, did you find yourself coming together as mates in the face of adversity and having to come into the frying pan, so to speak, of uh, Fergie's world? And uh, did you have each other's back? We shared a hotel. We were in the hotel together for a good good while before we found houses and everything else. So we, we'd go together, go to training together. Um, so, yeah, we became mates that way. We'd, we'd have a few drinks afterwards now and again. <laughs> <laughs> no, some things never change, eh? No, no, that should never change. That's what's missing now. Yeah, but there's, there was only... It must have been OK because clearly that... Uh, even in those days, uh, the gaffer knew everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there would be reports back to exactly what Viv and I were doing in the hotel, you know, from what we were, what we were eating and ordering, because <laughs> I, I do recall that at the time that the food in the restaurant was pretty decent, you know, to any time that we were, uh, we'd, we'd gone to the bar for a shandy. But one of the things that, again, it, I, they had this strange idea that... Uh, well, maybe it wasn't strange. They decided that uh, after six months in, at Manchester United that the players weren't fit enough. So they decided on a, a, this pre-season programme. And for, I, I don't know why, but all the under-25s 
which the group I was in had to be in uh, on the something like the seventh of July, and all the over twenty fives, of which Viv was in that group, had to be uh, to report a week later, and uh, it was uh, it was it was really if you watch all this. SAS survival stuff and all that. It was like that. It was just so, so difficult. So much so that I, I could hardly, when the, when the lactic acid and all that set in, I could hardly move. And I could basically just get back from uh, training to the hotel and, and uh, just about managed to get to the hotel room, lie, lie down and maybe order some room service. Mm-hmm. And then after a week of all this torture, you start to feel a wee bit more human again. And Viv, uh, Arrives on the Sunday for training on the Monday. And we're sitting having a chat over a shandy, and he said, "What's it like?" I said, "Oh, I said, I, I know I've not had as many pre seasons as you've had, but this is this is really, really, really tough." And he's laughing. I know what's coming. You know, I can't be that bad. You know, it's not. I'm saying, I'm telling you, it's not that. <laughs> so we go on the Monday. We do. We're doing the Monday. Doing we're doing on the Monday. Tuesday, Viv gets up. Uh, he's a wee bit. Uh, Feels a wee bit ginger. I'm driving, drive to train, do the train on the Tuesday, and I said to everyone, "If we go back, right, we're going, we'll, we'll go out, we'll go and uh, have a bit of lunch or something." We'll go you got it. He just went, "No, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Marshmallow pillows, <laughs> crispy white sheets, and marshmallow pillows. That's <laughs> not like, what he goes. Crispy white sheets, marshmallow pillows. I never saw him till the next day. He might. He came out of the room. <laughs> It took him about 10 minutes to get from his room to the car. He's like, bent, bent, right, he bent down into the car, you know. And he goes, I, 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 believe, I believe you now. I cannot move. I can't do this. I can't You're do right another there. day this. Listen, I've, I've come to the wrong, I've made a mistake. I had 10 years of forest where you, I've come to the wrong place. you turned up, you did what you liked. I should have stayed at Arsenal. didn't go on any runs or anything like that. You just had five sides. Went to the Arsenal, it was a rude awakening there because you went on five-mile runs and all that the other. But coming to Man United, I went, oh, this should be a piece, it should be a breeze. No chance, no. Then it was never my forte, put it that way. I enjoy the games, but the training, nah. Unless you're playing five-a-sides, forget it. So what was it like under George Graham then? Because he had a pretty fearsome reputation. I mean, was he was he somewhere in between the two of the, the, the Clough and Ferguson or was he a complete, completely different kettle of fish? He, he played football in a different way. George was, in a technical term, we... Um, we, we as fullbacks, we had to push people inside. And I go, we had arguments all the time. I'm saying, I'm pushing people inside. And anybody, I can beat anybody in a straight run down the line. Nobody's going to beat me. He said, I'm not bothered. I want you pushing inside, pushing, I want them pushing inside into midfield players or into centre offs. I don't want them getting down the byline, getting tosses in, and somebody coming in between my centre offs and scoring. And we had so many arguments, you wouldn't believe. But end up, we was the manager, so we did what he did. And we went on something like a, a 13, 14 game unbeaten run. And we came to Old Trafford uh, when no- mm-hmm. you played that day when Norman kicked lumps oh, that was a, out of a- that was That was the year before, wasn't it? And that, was, um, that game was where Norman was. I mean, I, I watched that recently. Right. And, he was unbelievable. Oh, he should go to jail. Well, I mean, he I'm should just, go to jail. Tackles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought exactly. And um, who was it that who, David Rowcastle? He got David Rowcastle sent off. Was it Rowcastle? Did Rowcastle launch himself at him? Though, I don't know. I mean, he did properly. Yeah, but he. I did. He, uh, he provoked him. But this was in, in fierce intimidation. He, David David launched himself. Did he? Like, just like, oh, 
And Norman just got up. Yeah. And he's only he was only 17 or something, David. Yeah. A l- lovely lad, honestly. Um, and I kept and we and the ball's at the other end of the pitch. And Norman, and I said, You got that young lad sent off. And and he goes, Hit me. I'd love you to hit me now. <laughs> honestly, and the ball's down the other end of the pitch, and we're at the other end going and like that, face to face, and he's going, Go on, go on, hit me. I'd love you to hit me. Go on, hit me. I'm like that. I'm like that. But apparently, um, what Fergie saw that day for me playing was Fergie the manager. Must have been. Yeah, yeah. I, you had the fight. You nearly had the fight with him at the end of the That's game. That's right. And he, he, he said, he said when when we met in the hotel in Nottingham, he liked the way I stood up to Norman Whiteside. I said, I won't be doing that again. Because <laughs> that game, that game famously was, has been accused of being the, the precursor to the various rows that Arsenal and United went on in the, in the subsequent years, which you were involved in, most of them, Brian. But you can't be blamed for this one because you weren't you weren't playing that day. But uh, why it, weren't you playing that day? He man? hadn't signed. Because I, I wasn't signed. You hadn't signed. We signed the same day. The way is, did you say you I'm were? at a different club. Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah. You see, you are. <laughs> yeah. Famously, that game is on YouTube. I watched it like Brian the other week. We, um, I found a link to it, and you'll, you'll have to look it up, Viv, because it is it is brilliant. I mean, it's like a it's like a Wild West fight. Oh, it's sorry. like the song. It's it's the, some of the tackles are horrendous, but it's it's it fantastic entertainment. Yes, scored the goal. Terry Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Terry Gibson. Yeah, was it was it one nil? Yeah. I think it was two nil. For some reason, I'm thinking two it's two. Nil. Yeah. Two nil. Yeah, it's, uh, we, I, mean, yeah, I, I know we came there on a, on a like 13, 14 game undefeated. I think it was more than you that. You may be right, right? Yeah, you may be right. But yeah, the pitch didn't suit you. The what? The pitch. The pitch. <laughs> oh, so the beach. Yeah, yeah. The beach didn't suit yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's from from like. minute one, oh, just Norman just, just went around kicking everybody. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's well worth finding if you can. Uh, <laughs> We'll share the link. Yeah, will you send me the link, please? Send yes, you the link because it's. Um, I I unearthed it the other day. I think Brian actually sent it to me, and I was watching it, and I just found it hilarious because I remember the game, but it just looks it just oh, looks like something from a different. Well, it was something from a different era, wasn't it? It was oh, just completely. Yeah. It, it was oh, a free throw. 87 season. So I think that, I think it was about I think it was what spring, uh, yeah. early in eighty seven was it after Christmas sometime. So I came yeah, maybe it's February so March. Yeah, you came I the following. Came you came the following. following. So you made that much of an imp- impact that Fergie signed you almost three months later. Went to tribunal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So talking to managers, uh, Mark, we've got a little game, haven't we? Right, Viv, we've spoken about how you played under two great managers, Brian Clough and, of course, Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, and both of them weren't shy in giving their opinion when asked. So we thought we'd uh, test just how closely you were listening to them by reading you several quotes, and all you have to do is tell us who said that. Uh, And, Brian, you're more than welcome to join in as well. So here we go. Matthew, take it away, please. Okay, the first quote, and this one is, I only ever hit Roy the once. He got up, so I couldn't have hit him very hard. Now, was that was Clough, or was that Clough? Clough. Brian's going Clough, even though it wasn't. the question was asked to Viv, but never mind. <laughs> it's a TC, uh, you could join in. I'm joining in. Uh, <laughs> I'll go the opposite. Okay, so Brian, you're going Clough, Viv going Fergie. I'm going to Alex. It was actually Brian Clough uh, on dealing with a young Roy Keane. Um, although I'm sure, I'm sure Fergie's felt like chinning Roy on a couple of occasions too. But on, but on <laughs> no, this, I, don't, uh, I only recall the manager hitting a couple of people. Oh, you're going to care to divulge? Um, no. Be careful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's not listening, Brian. You can you can tell people. No, yeah. no, 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 no. There was it was there was plenty of things that was close to lots of things, but there was no um, there was there was never any. Um, Physical activity when I was at United. Mm. Okay, well, uh, lots well of shape, lots of close things, you know. So, but mm. next, yep. Okay, Viv, we'll let Mark. you. You can go first on this one, Viv. Um, when an Italian says it's pasta, I check under the sauce to make sure they are the innovators of the smokescreen. Cool. Uh, I say cloth. Ferguson. It. It was Alex Ferguson. Yes, it was. Um, obviously showing uh, how suspicious he is uh, about Italian footballers, which, to be fair, they are possibly the best ever to, to do the dark arts of football and mind games. Number three. Did you know, I'm having a nightmare here. Did you know that one, Brian, or was it a guess? No. I was uh, I was reading about it recently in the in the toilet. You know, because I've got a I've got too much information there, don't you think? I've got a book of Alex Ferguson's quotes in the toilet. Oh, now you tell us. All right, then let's see if you can get let's see if you can get this one because you're you know because I'm a student. I just I just love just seeing stuff about football. It's the best thing, you know. Well, let's see how you. As if I wasn't as if I didn't hear enough team talks, I've got to read other fish that you've said as well. Okay, so this is two 0 Anderson. I know. Quote, num- quote number three. There's only one more question as well. No, there is. <laughs> no. Right, come on. Quote number three. I'm not saying he's pale and thin, but the maid in a hotel room pulled back the sheets and remade the bed without realising he was still in it. It's got to be Clough, that one. Well, yeah, your answer's Clough, Brian. Are you going to go the other way or are you going to play it safe? Oh, I think, I think that's Cloughy. Okay. It was Clough, talking about uh, former Forest winger Brian Rice, who was indeed very pale and very thin. Have you have you seen him now? Have you seen him now? <laughs> no, but he's living. He's managing up in Scotland, isn't he? Hamilton manager. Yeah, he's put some timber on since then. So the maid would notice if he if he was in the bed now, I assume. Oh, what two beds? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mark, you go on. Yeah, we've got a fourth four. one. So um, that's two one. He's yeah, back in the game. This... You can't count that one. I went first. <laughs> Oh, no, it's you. They'll give you your miserable. Yeah, they'll give you. Here we go. He should guide Posh in the direction of a singing coach 
because she's nowhere near as good at her job as her husband. Got to be Fergie, isn't it? Fifth going Fergie. Brian? Oh. But that's so easy, that wasn't it? You know, there was no Space Girls in the Nottingham Forest, Space Girls, Space Boys in the Nottingham Forest team. But he it? always had an opinion, though. Don't let him, don't persuade him, don't make him change his What's mind. That? That was, so that was, uh, you're saying Clough then, are you? That was uh, Fergie talking about um, sporty space. Well, so you're both saying Fergie on this one. Well, it was Alex. Clear, I mean, this clearly, but you're making a, make a point of saying it. It's really, obviously it's by club now. You can, <laughs> you're both saying Fergie. I, I get right, you. I'll say, it's, I'll say it's club. I don't know. I just, I'll go for I'll, I'm just Fergie. I'm going for Fergie. I can't lose now. I just, I'll just say the same answer as Viv. Oh, yeah. So you're saying Fergie. Viv's saying Clough. All right, I'll go Brian Clough then. He's safe there. I'll go Mark, the great Brian Clough. Mark put us out of our misery. It was indeed Brian Clough dishing out some musical advice oh, for David Beckham. Again. Oh, no. <laughs> he's back in the game. 2 2. I tried he to get it wrong. No, he didn't. He got, got it wrong. Miles, he got it Dave, right got eventually. It he got it right eventually. Dave, you got it wrong. Look, we're going, no. to, we're going to say it's 2-2 because this is the fifth and final question, so it makes it interesting. Right. So question number five, or quote number me, five. I'll go first. I'll go Viv to get, first to give Vivian Alexander a chance. Okay. Go on, him. Quote, go on him. quote number five. I remember the first time I saw him. Clough, 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 clough. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw him. He was 13 and just floated over the ground like a cocker spaniel chasing a piece wow. of silver paper in the wind. Well, that was uh, Alex Ferguson talking about Giggsy, but I'll say Brian Clough. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Giggsy, hasn't it? Well, if you both say Ferguson, it's a draw, which I think's a fair result. And that's a fair result. And the answer is Alex Ferguson. I'm seeing a young Ryan Giggs and a fairly accurate description. I think you'll both uh, both agree. Yeah. So uh, yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Well, somehow it's a draw out of five questions. I think it's got two and a half each. So uh, we do, I'm happy with that. We just we spoil the. Oh, is I'm, it? On, I'm on. Brian, Brian McClay's uh, intellectual level. I, yeah. I like that. I vividly remember the first time that I set, set eyes on gigs. We were playing a practice match, and the, I looked at this kid and how skinny he was, and, uh, and I thought, I can't, well, he doesn't look at all as if he's going to be able to cope with the rigours of professional football. And he's in the same, same team as me, and he picks up the ball inside uh, our own half. And he, he he immediately starts dribbling, and he, he goes past two players, and sets off, and I and I set off from the halfway line, and I remember thinking, uh, and he's running with the ball, and I'm running without the ball, and I just managed to get into the box, and see so he crosses the ball, and and I look across, and I'm thinking, fucking hell, I don't think I'm going to have to, I can't play with this kid, he's far too fast. <laughs> Now, I've got a bit to that story. You know that, that game you were talking about? Was that the cliff? Uh, the cliff, aye. Right. So, as he starts off that move, right, he nutmegs me. All right. Right. And, and then after you, he's gone and crossed and everything else, I've got him at the halfway line and said, you do that to me, you little get. <laughs> you won't be playing football again. <laughs> True story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because we mixed up the teams, didn't we? And he came mixed and played. Mixed up teams, aye. Mixed up teams. He must have been 15 or something. He was 17. Was he? He was very, very young. 
Of course, we all know who. Uh, of course, we all know who provided the assist for his first ever United goal, don't we, Brian? Viv. No. <laughs> I never played for the same team. It was Brian Clough. It was Brian Clough, yeah. <laughs> no, it was you, Brian, against City, even though it looked like an own goal to me, but I think it was credited to Giggs at the time. McClare's Mailbag. McClare's Mailbag. McClare's Mailbag. Let's do the mailbag then. Um, questions that involve uh, both of you, actually. Um, so we go straight in. This one's from our old mate, Cumbrian Dave. And this one's aimed at you particularly, Chockey. And he says, was winning the league championship in the last game against St Mirren in 85-86 for Celtic the most emotional and satisfying out of any of your trophy wins in your career? There's there's not... They're all equal. That's what I'm saying. All, all, being, all of them as good as each other. Um, I'm sitting here now looking, looking a long way back on all those events. Um so grateful that uh, that there were so many of them and even some of the ones that, that were at the time not great uh, losing the FA Cup finals losing the FA Cup final to uh, to Everton um, which was quite interesting there are different things that when I was I was fortunate enough to spend a little bit of time in Liverpool recently and uh, my travelling companion uh, while we were in the car asked me um, is there another team in Liverpool apart from Liverpool? <laughs> of which I thought, don't be mentioned <laughs> wherever we're going. Any Everton supporting establishments that uh, may well uh, serve the odd shandy, uh, and then and uh, League Cup finals as well, where I uh, twenty odd years after the the, the uh, game against Sheffield Wednesday, I'm still getting a. Uh, a proper hairdryer from Alex Ferguson for being responsible for for uh, Sheffield Wednesday's winning goal. Um, so, not I won't put one above the other. Wonderful to be uh, to be part of great memories and, and great to be involved in things that are so um, well so memorable for the supporter the supporter that was there. Uh, and there's. Um, so many Celtic supporters that claim to have been at um, Love Street that day, particularly memorable because you, um, the game wasn't just in the wasn't just in our, our control. That uh, Dundee, who were managed by Archie Knox, uh, had to, uh, to had to beat Hearts, who were, were uh, had been unbeaten for a long, long time, and were uh, were the, probably the better better team um, throughout the season as a Celtic team that I was involved in who uh, won the league. We, we were on a, a run at the very, very end. Uh, wonderful day, though, yeah, amongst several other ones. Yeah, maybe not including the most emotional. Including the one where I met Viv. Including the one where I met Viv as well. You know, so that's maybe, not the most, maybe not the most emotional, but certainly probably the most dramatic, I would have thought. Of, uh... It was pretty It was pretty dramatic, yeah. Uh, and, and on that I, note, it was... on that note, uh, Sean McConville's asked you, and this is a bit of a out of out of left field. He says, "If you could set that game to Love Street to music, what might it be?" Oh, Love Street to music. Um, I would choose something like. You come back next week. Uh, yeah, I know. I'll be here all day. Tune in next York. week, same time, same channel. <laughs> 
Have you come up with an answer? Rock and roll. It's only rock and roll, but I like it. They're the Rolling Stones. Hey! Chucky mentions he's mentioned to me in the past that you're a big Stones fan. Is that uh... massive? Massive, yes. Yeah, is that something that just stems back to your, your childhood, or, or what? What's the what's the fascination? Um, he auditioned uh, for the band. Pardon? You auditioned, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah, different, different. Uh, I saw them. Uh, England played Scotland, uh, and we stayed at Tune. And somebody said, "Oh, the Stones are playing in Glasgow. Do you fancy going?" Oh, what? We all about six or seven of us went went behind backstage. Uh, met the boys, fantastic, fantastic, pop legends. Right, okay. Well, we're going to come back to music in a little bit. Little bit. Um, this question is actually for you, Viv. Um, it's from Tom Carroll, and he says, "Do I remember that Viv used to play wearing a specially constructed football boot for much of his career, and why?" Um, I came to. I came from Arsenal. Missed three games in four years. Came to Manchester United, got a tackle on my heel um, and it bled and turned into bone in my heel. So every time I put my foot down, I got a sharp pain in my my foot. So they recommended that I go and see an orthopaedic surgeon and he created an eye, an inner sole that had a gap where the, the bone was. I had laser treatment. I had all sorts. So I did have a boot reconstructed and I never trained throughout the week I'd play on a Saturday uh, wasn't the best of preparations but that's the only way I could get through playing uh, but even now they said once you finish uh, you should get it taken out and uh, it, to this day I've still got it in there and it doesn't affect me at all now so, yeah. but it showed yeah. it was always if they showed the x-ray it was always glowing so it's still active and, and they were very they were very reluctant to Operate on the heel uh, where it was and get it out. So they made me play on with all different things. So it's correct. Yeah, it well. doesn't affect you now because you hop out to your Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> Crawl out to the Rolls Royce because <laughs> my knees are knackered <laughs> as well now. <laughs> okay. So this one's from, I'm going to say it's Francis looking at his Twitter, uh, Twitter handle. So Francis says, what age did you first get into music and what band or artist were first to give you the wow factor? Now that's that's aimed at you, Brian, but I think we can we can both uh, we can both answer this one. For me, um I think it was from Mark, I think it was the early seventies and sweet. Really? Blockbuster, Ballroom Blitz, Hellraiser. Mine mine would be uh, Brian Fex, Brian Ferry, and Roxy Music. No, 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 no. It would be. I always remember we were apprentices together, myself and a lad called Tony Woodcock. And uh, he said, uh, "We're going to town. I'm going to get. I'm going to record shop. I'm going to get. A re- I'm going to get an album." I says, "Yeah, fine." So, what's the album called? Uh, Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. I went. Baby. You are taking the Mickey. Aren't you? He said, "Who's got an album like that?" A lad called David Bowie. So I went, nah. so I, he bought it and then I listened to a bit of it and then I bought bought it myself. So he was the first one. But I always remember as an apprentice, John Robertson, who, who Brian would know, he's a big Scotland Scotland player, a fantastic lad. And he, I used to do, uh, clean the dressing rooms and he was always there talking about 
uh, Roxy Music and Brian Ferry. And he used to look like him, he used to dress like him. And he said, <laughs> the one, uh, He didn't look like him. He didn't look like him. He and thought I can't he imagine did. him dressing like he, him. He thought he did. He was little and fat, but he had his ear done like <laughs> him and all sorts. But he, he thought he did. Spotted tie and all that. He had all that. Uh, but he had this mini. <laughs> not the same. And uh, he'd say, watch uh, Top of the Pops tonight or Old Gay Versa Test. Uh, Roxy Music on tonight. You'll love them. So I, I like Roxy Music as well. Brilliant. I never had you down. I never, I never had you down as a glam rock band, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was uh, I was nine at the time. No, There's nothing else to do in Scotland, is there? Let's be fair. <laughs> no, no. Play football and watch Top of the Pops. That's exactly yeah, yeah. That game. When you're eat. nine, yeah. yeah. Buy ice cream from Fred West. Pebbles. <laughs> Next, one more thing. I just it just go on to your time in management and about uh, different players and different characters, and uh, I was just thinking about something today was that uh, yourself and Robbo when you were in, and Big Gordon when you were at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Was there any particular in, in uh, just again going back to uh, a quote I saw from uh, Fergie the other day, he was asked if he could um, if he would still be able to manage now. And he said he still think he would be able to manage now, but he thinks that players are more fragile than they were when we were playing. Uh, with that in mind that that, that, that it popped in my head about Gaza and how you and Gordon and Robo managed him because to, to my memory he seemed to be only I can say only in the sense of what I saw on the football pitch it would appear that was some of the happiest times he had as a as a football player I don't know if that was reflecting on what you thought or not absolutely, absolutely 100% right He's, he only came to life when he was on the football field he could express himself. He could do... When he came to us, he was on the way down. We bought him from uh, Rangers. And the boys loved him. And we were in the championship then, uh, trying to get in the premiership. And we thought we'd buy him to give us the impetus to get up. Uh, but he, he was a great lad, honestly. You know him. You meet him. He's a lovely lad. He'd give you every, anything. If you got 100 quid in his pocket, he'd give it you. If he, he, he was that generous, you know, to his family, to his friends... He was a smashy, smashy lad. But he he, um, he couldn't do the things that... He could, he knew what to do, but his body wouldn't be able to do it. And that frustrated him a lot, you know, especially at our, when he came to our place, you know. He, was, uh, he wasn't the best, you know. But uh, it, was a good, it was great to have him, you know. I thought he, he got, we got the impetus that we wanted by bringing him in. You don't hear anything from him anymore, I take it, do you? Um, I, I, saw, I saw him in the England game not so long ago and he looked well, you know, he looked, he looked quite healthy and lost a bit of weight and everything and he looked a bit tanned and I thought he looked really well. Um, yeah, it's just a shame what, what he's been through, but he used to have pills to wake up, pills to go to sleep, you know, sooner or later it's going to take his toll. You yeah. know? And yeah. uh, I mean, we, we put him in the priory, you know, well, uh, a great story, we'll finish on this one. Was that um, so you like, just to just to explain then that the priory is a kind of um, uh, it's it's uh, um, it's for addictions. So people with people with addiction, yeah. Yes, so it's in Manchester. So Robbo said, "Listen, we've got to get some help." So we've got him in the priory, and we we'd leave at like six o'clock in the morning to go to Middlesbrough, drive, and Robbo's driving this this time, and the phone goes. So I pick it up and it's Gaza, six o'clock in the morning. Gaza? 
Yeah, Viv, Viv, yeah. Is the boss with you? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to speak to him? So yeah, yeah. So hand him over to Brian. Uh, his hands free, so don't worry. Uh, and I, he says, boss, am I mad? And Gaz, and Robbo says, no, oh, of course you're not mad, Gazza. He said, then why am I playing football with some nutter on the lawn in the Priory at six o'clock in the morning? <laughs> so somebody got to his room, shook him and said, Gaz, if you fancy playing football, and he went out with him on the lawn in the Priory, and he rang Robbo on the way with reassurance that he's not mad. <laughs> true story, true story as well. <laughs> but he's a lovely lad, honestly. Even now, he's just a smashing, smashing fella. And I wish him well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, we'll call time, gentlemen, please. Uh, Viv, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Especially being the first Englishman. That's very. I'm very honoured. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Matthew, as well. Thanks, no problem. Thanks, Thanks Viv. Hit us up on Twitter at Brian McClare Pod. The mailbag is always open using the hashtag AskChockey. We are available everywhere in podcast land. You could say we're here, we're there, we're everywhere. And while we're at it, for all you Chockyholics, don't forget you can read Chockey's monthly diary over at The Set Pieces, which is at www.thesetpieces.com. As always, our final and greatest thanks go out to you for using your time to listen to us. We really appreciate your continued support. So, until next time, all the best. Life with Brian. Life with Brian. Talking films or music. Life with Brian. Talking TV and food. Life with Brian. Talking trivia and exercise. Life with Brian. It's different every episode. Life with Brian. Talking politics and football. Life with Sports Social Podcast Network.